We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, guys. I want to welcome everybody to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts in the studio today. We got a full house. We got Richard Hoskins, Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, the professor himself. What's happening to our brothers up north in Badger, Alaska? Holding it down in Alaska. You know, they hot rod in Alaska. They got like snowmobiles and stuff, I think. They do, man. I want a snowmobile, but I don't think we can do that here. I don't think it works without the snow. That, yeah. We just call them mobiles. <laughs> just be a mobile. <laughs> and then, of course, we got Smitty and Breezy in the studio. Hey, y'all. What's happening, y'all? That's right. The hot rod dynamic duo themselves. I tell you what, guys, you know what puts joy in my heart is bringing notice to a cause. Yeah. And, I mean, it really does. To I feel like, you know, like those Sarah McLaughlin commercials, you know, about the dogs, and it makes you all sad <laughs> and stuff. You don't yep. think about it till you see it. Yep. Just like people weren't thinking about the C4 Corvette. Oh, Lord. And Lord, now. Not again. But but you see where I'm getting at. Now, everybody's stepping up. We went to Cars and Coffee the other week, and there was a kid there with a later model or with a, with an older C4 vet, and he was there, and he was proud of it. I walked up and said, sharp C4 you got. He said, you know, this car laid the groundwork for all the Corvettes coming. Hmm, I wonder where he heard that from. Yeah. But. I love it. And now everybody's chiming in on how awesome C4s are. I mean, you still got that one occasional guy that's just a hater. But, you know what I'm saying? We put a little spotlight on it, Richie. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what puts joy in my heart. What's really cool, too, is like people are showing their beautiful C4, C4 Corvettes. I mean, that polo green. Uh, exactly. You know, they're, 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 show, they're posting pictures of them again. They were ashamed of them. It's kind of like if you had an ugly kid, you didn't post a lot of pictures of them. Charlie's now they dad. are. Charlie's dad posted his, or Charlie posted his dad's red, I think, 96. It oh, like, yeah. Because it had oh, the yeah. little things painted in the front. Oh, yeah. That's a good-looking car. Yeah, it's cool to see him. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, Smitty and Breeze are quiet because they see four haters. We're but, the haters. <laughs> we are haters. <laughs> that's the hater family. I like the C5. I like the yeah. C5. Everybody likes the C5. That's bandwagon Corvette fan stuff. <laughs> They're good cars. I'll give you that. I good. might be a bandwagon car. I love, I love, I love how Richard Richard goes at it, kind of like Bobby Bowden did, talking about talking about his team. You know, well, they're good kids. They're good kids. You know, I mean, never nothing bad. I love hey, it. We can yeah. talk about Corvettes all you want, but leave Mister Bowden out of it. Mister Bowden. Mister Bowden. Yeah. I, I like him better than I did his son. I'll put it like that. I'll give you that too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Apparently, them jeans did not run down down the family tree. <laughs> they ran away. Away, yes. Away, but you know what? So we brought no, we brought cause and notice to the C4 Corvette. But you know what? I think we need to expand our reach to another challenged automobile. We're going in a different segment of vehicle. We're going with something that's a little strange. You know, it's like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? What came first, the car or the truck? How about if you put them both together? The car and truck. You know, we're talking about everybody's favorite car. They love to hate the mullet of automobiles. The El Camino. 
And we're actually talking about Utes in general today on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. And that's the thing that's cool about these cars is because they're becoming extremely popular again. And it's not just with people with bad haircuts. It's everybody. And I mean, they're actually really cool cars. And they got a really cool backstory with them, too. So that's definitely, definitely something going to be fun to talk about this week on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about some Utes. Uh, you know, everybody thinks of the El Camino first, and I mean, obviously, it's by far the most popular, but there's so many others that just normally people don't think about. How about the GMC S3? I don't know what that is. You don't know what it, you don't know what you and probably 98 percent of the other world don't know either. But is that Australian? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not Australian. The thing that's cool about the if S3, I don't know what it is. I just figure it's Australian. It was GMC's <laughs> version of the SS Cheve- or the SS El Camino. Okay, all right. So it had the big block, had every option that the SS El Camino did, but it was called a GMC S3. They didn't make but a handful of those things. Yeah, but very cool though. But also, how about the Ranchero? Well, you're talking about Australian. It came out of Australia. The idea of that came out exactly. Of Australia. Well, the Utes have been around for years before mm-hmm. you know Ford even thought about putting it together for the Ranchero. And I'll be honest with you, probably one of the prettiest of the car truck style vehicles was that '57 Ranchero. They knocked oh, it out man. of the park. The '57 Ford was a gorgeous car, period. And then, of course, with that truck bed and those big round lights, like it had rocket boosters on the back of it. And that thing was awesome. Yeah, a uh, buddy of mine, Rob Downs, had a uh, 57 that was red and white um, Ranchero, but it, it it killed us for this to happen, but it was no good. You couldn't fix it, and even though you could still see what it was, it was a red and white 57 Ranchero, uh, ended up having to let it go. It's great. It's, it's no longer with us. Cue the Sarah McLaughlin music. Yeah, man. That one really, like, it was so bad, but, like, it, we would look at it and, like, didn't want it to be as bad as it was. Like, oh, we can fix it. But it's okay. There, there was no fix. We can that. weld some metal in there somewhere. Yeah, Some, yeah. Sooner or later, you got to find some good metal to weld. Yeah, that's new metal too. There really wasn't much to weld to. The, but the 57 Ranch Aero was a very groundbreaking car. It was, a, it was a great selling car, by the way, for Ford. And, of course, you know, two years later, Chevrolet jumps on board with the El Camino. And the El Camino was a smash. In 1959, they knocked it out of the park with the El Camino. Yeah, but, beautiful cars. And then, and then, then you know, basically it started. And, I mean, you got to think about it. I mean, for years afterward, these cars were a regular thing. You know, I mean, so that's really, really cool. Like I said, I want to dig into the history. I want to talk about youths a little bit. And all that good stuff. I think I think we got a good show lined up. I'm kind of excited about it. You know, I love that word, Utes. Utes. It's a pretty say, awesome word. Yeah, I feel did like you say Ute. Yeah, exactly. Ute. Are, are you talking about Will? <laughs> <laughs> Not use. Utes. What is a Ute? <laughs> it's a utility. It's a utility. I mean, you gotta think about it. Oh, got, is that what that stands for? I think so. I think so. Sounds good to me. Huh. I was just well, quoting no, my cousin sense. Vinny, but well, yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. a great movie. That I love that movie. movie. That was a phenomenal movie. Amazing. So good one. The yes. Utes. The Utes. Just tell the Utes of America about El Camino's. The utility vehicle. Utility vehicle. But they are. And, and the, the thing that's really cool about them is they're actually becoming popular again. You know, for a long time, the El Camino's and the Ranchero's and stuff really didn't hold a lot of value. But now they're starting to get popular again. you got to think about it. All the cool cars got bought up. And there's some really nice El Caminos floating around, you know. And that's what's left. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, it's either a four-door station wagon or an El Camino. I'll take the Elko, you know. I mean, 
Just I love El Camino. I really do. I always have since I was little. And, and Smitty laughs at me. Even when we first started dating, he'd laugh at me because I like El Camino. I just think never liked them, man. I just think it's, it's just See, cool. Dude, I'm with you. I never liked them until I got one. And <laughs> dude, I kind of had to. I got it. I got it from my grandfather. Uh, my parents bought it for me when I was in college because my 66 Mustang wasn't reliable enough to drive to school. And I was like, I don't want this thing. And uh, the first night I had it, I drove it to a gas station on Haywood Road, and I was filling it up with gas. And the first person that saw it came out was like, man, that is a nice El Camino. And then the next Monday, I drove it on the highway to school, and it was just incredible. And, like, I ended up, that's one of my favorite cars I've ever had. I love that car. What I love is the truth in this story. <laughs> first, my parents let me drive the El Camino because the Mustang wasn't reliable. <laughs> yes. One you, one, one, you had good parents. Two, it's an El Camino, yo. You, you fell in love with it. I did, man. I, 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 mean, I want it back. It is. I mean, just... Just something about El Camino, man. You know, just think about it. I mean, you can go pick up stuff at the Lowe's. You can go on a hot date in it. You can go drag racing in it. I mean, it's perfect. It's quite honestly, maybe next to the C4 Corvette, a perfect vehicle. I, I called mine the Highway Star. The Highway Star. The highway star. <laughs> were you listening were you, a song or something? You yeah, that uh, I was listening to a lot of Deep Purple. <laughs> <laughs> I was going through a phase, you know. Just leave me alone. Let me go with it. <laughs> But, you know, like I said, these are really cool cars. And like I said, we're going to give a little history because, like I said, you can't really know about the cars. You can't really know about the car until you know the background of it. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun right there with that. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I like them. I mean, I don't like them, but I do respect them. They are very cool. Mr. Bandwagon's coming in now. You see that? No, nah, nah, I did not say I liked him. He's bad. I'm more like Mr. Backpedal. Changing lives. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. He's all nah. upset because his old lady doesn't call him out. We haven't been talking about El Camino's for eight minutes yet, and we already got Josh jumping on board. <laughs> I'm uh, telling you. No, nah, I'm not going to be on board. He by is. far. Changing minds Just like and hearts. with the C4. I'm gonna not going to say I like it. There's going to be an El Camino on bags real soon, guys. Now you might, you might have my arm twisted now. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All right, guys. I'll tell you something else. got all our twists these commercial breaks. Stay tuned. we got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour coming up. Right here on 106.3. All right, guys. I want to welcome everybody back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Of course, in the studio, as always, we got Richard Hoskins, Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, the professor himself. What is going on to our friends in normal Illinois? You know what? I bet you it's just kind of normal. Yeah, yeah kind of doldrum. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. mediocre. It's normal. Just a regular day. That's what I'm saying. And of course, we got Smitty and Breezy, the Hot Rod Power couple, in studio. What's happening, y'all? Hola. Riding around in mini truck and matrimony. Oh, yeah. I love it, love it, love it. I tell you what, guys, we're talking about El Caminos and Utes in general, car trucks. But the Ranchero started it off. But now, Breezy, don't you got a little little knowledge to throw at us? I do. I found something while I was reading because, you know, I, I love me some El Caminos, and I, I know about the Ranchero and all that, but I wanted to see where they actually, where it really just started at. And it was actually a lady that lived on a farm. She's the one that started Utes. Really? It was a farm in Australia, Victoria, Australia. And she got tired, I guess, of her husband hauling pigs around and not her. So she wrote <laughs> Ford Australia and asked them if they would create some type of vehicle that could take her to church on Sunday and carry the pigs to the market on Monday. You know, I mean, it's a multi-purpose vehicle. Yes. Yeah. And they listened, and they wrote it, or they did it, so, and it became famous. 
It's a reasonable request. I mean, if yeah. you if you write it, they will build it. Exactly. You re- do you reckon if I wrote forward a letter? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. It's horrible. But so we're talking about the Utes, and I mean, and, and you got to think about it. the Utes were extremely popular in Australia. I mean, there's. I mean, I've seen, what, 40 Fords, 46 Fords, Utes. I mean, I've seen Chevrolet Utes. And, I mean, all in Australia. But over here, that was kind of a new thing. And in 1957, Ford came out with the Ranchero, which was basically a 57 Ford front end, car front end, with a pickup truck back. And you got to think about trucks were utility back then. I mean, you didn't buy a truck. It ain't like nowadays where you squat it and ride around with your Salt Life sticker on the back glass. Oh, Lord. You got... You know, trucks were made to work. Like, you bought a truck, you worked with it. You didn't buy a truck to ride around in, you know? Now, this is kind of like a stylish truck. So, I mean, you know, you could drive it to the office, but you also had your pickup truck for some utility, doing a little work around the house, whatnot. It's kind of the best of both worlds. Rode like a car, work like a truck. Yeah, but you might want to watch that stylish word. See, there, there's that hater thing. Why do you have to be such a hater? I've never think, liked mullets, so why would I uh, like the car Someone mullet? has come, never seen a Choo Choo Customs elevator. Uh, exactly. Come from the man with a ponytail. I'm just throwing know, that out there. Right? Hey, that's only at work, man. No, that's all the time. Yeah, because you don't want to get your hair caught under the hood. I know. <laughs> but <laughs> Greasy hands in them. You better be careful. Santa Claus is going to bring you Barbie dolls. <laughs> but... But this is the thing that's cool about it. I mean, they were stylish. I mean, you got to think about it. 57 Ford was probably one of the prettiest Fords ever made. I mean, it's a gorgeous car. I mean, and then you had this, this pickup truck styling mixed into it. I mean, all the chrome and trim. I mean, this was a very stylish vehicle. And, I mean, 57 Fords were like beautiful cars, and they sold extremely well. Well, naturally, when something does good, all your other manufacturers jump on board. GM, two years later, came out with the El Camino in 1959, and sales went through the roof. But in 1960, they dropped like a rock on the El Camino. So they pulled back. Ford kept making the El Camino, and Ford actually switched the El Camino up and went from a full-size platform to the Falcon platform. And, you know, they made a small, economical little truck. So you got to think about it. The Falcon Ranchero was basically like the first Ranger. Before the import guys and import trucks... This was like the beginning of it, if you think about it. This was yeah. like the first mini truck. Uh. <laughs> see? This is how I want to bring him in with history. You see, you see that, Richard? That's when you set the hook. Yeah, he's reluctant yeah. on this yeah. one. Yeah, like. I'm, I'm over here reeling him in just slowly. <laughs> but that's the thing that's cool about these things. And, I mean, the little Falcon trucks were cool. They were, they were neat. I mean, they really were. I mean, so you got, see? And then, and then you, you start going through the years. Well, Chevrolet started noticing, man, Ford's selling them. Why can't we sell them? Then in 1964, you know, Chevrolet came out with a little car, a little groundbreaking. I could be a little biased. They came out with a Chevelle. This was, I mean, I think about it. This is the beginning of the muscle car era, but it was also the beginning of the El Camino. Again, the re-debut of the El Camino for Chevrolet. And these things took off. The only thing Chevrolet dropped the ball on is making a performance model in an El Camino. They didn't really start until 68. was the first year for an SS El Camino. Or was it 69, Richard? Uh, I'm going to say it was 69 was the first year for an SS. I, th- I want to say you're right, but it was the first year for an SS, but you could still get the big motors and stuff. I mean, yeah. Well, it, was a 60, it was 68. See, Breezy, I like it. Breezy's like, 
Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm, like, I'm not going to call y'all out, but, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. slide hey. my little paper over to you. No, I feel dumb. Well, but, I mean, but, the, <laughs> but the thing that was cool about him was, is, I mean, basically, you got the same drivetrain options as Chevelle. You just didn't get any of the SS trim package stuff. Now, they actually left something out, too, and I can't remember what it is. I'm hoping maybe one of y'all will know, but it's, uh, I think, the sway bar or some kind of suspension in it is something you could not get with the SS. Right. Well, was that had to do with the handling of it itself because yeah. they shared the same frame as the car did. Probably the rear sway bar. Yes, I, I think that's what it was. it was a truck-ish mm-hmm. vehicle. But, you know, so you got to think about it. But Ford just kept right on trucking with them. And actually, Ford switched over from the Falcon platform to what was it? Torino? Was, yeah, to like the Torino platform. Yeah. So they went from big, small, back to big. And then, you know, Ford stuck with, or Chevrolet stuck with a Chevelle platform going through the 70s, or going on into the 70s. But... Yeah, you got to think about it. These things did extremely well. And then 1968, they came out with the SS version of it. And, I mean, you could get these things with four speeds and all that stuff. And a really cool side note, I actually had a 67 El Camino. And I bought it from a guy in Chesney, South Carolina. Beautiful car, marina blue, black insides. And this guy wanted an SS so bad he couldn't stand it. So he put every SS option on this thing. And I'm not talking about just threw some emblems on it. Like, he put the right SS grill. It had the 67 SS hood. It even had a knee knocker tack. And the reason they called it a knee knocker tack was it mounted on the bottom of the dash. And this is what came in Chevelle's was an accessory tag. And he actually had a knee knocker tack. Big block. This thing was bad news. I loved it. I drove it for a little while. I actually sold it to a man in Sugarland, Texas. But uh, great cars. And then, like I said, in 68, they actually came out with a true SS Chevelle. I mean, you could have a big block El Camino. A true SS El Camino. So now it's not just utility, it's performance with these things. I mean, you got a hot rod pickup truck. And I think this, I mean, I, I, and the rest of history enforced the El Camino. I mean, from there, I think the love affair really took off with these things. It was more than just kind of half a truck. Now it was its own being. Now it had 450 horsepower. Exactly. I mean, you think about an LS6 El Camino in 1970. Can you think about the tires that you would go through? 450. We got to think about it. Tires were pretty cheap back then. Yeah. You know? 450 horsepower, 500 foot-pounds of torque from a 454 cubic inch. Big block Chevrolet. Look, one more time. Big block Chevrolet. <laughs> I love it. It puts joy. I don't, my heart just skipped a beat saying that. I, I can tell. I love it, man. And that's what's so cool about these things is the muscle car wars didn't forget about the El Caminos. And the Rancheros, they had some cool ones there. Then we're going to touch base on that here in this next segment, guys. I tell you what, we got a lot more coming up talking about these high-performance utes right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WOR. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Richard Hoskins. What's happening, Happy Land, Connecticut? That's right. Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru. And, of course, we got Smitty and Breezy in the studio. What's happening, y'all? What's up, y'all? I love it. They're, they're so cool. Yeah. They're cooler than a popsicle in a snowstorm they're over cooler here. Cooler than the other side of the pillow. I'm telling you. Cooler than a polar bear's toenails. That's cold. <laughs> That's cold. But i tell you what we're talking about. We're talking about something pretty cool, too. We're talking about these uh, Rancheros and El Caminos, these Ute trucks. It's kind of, a, or would it be just a Ute? I guess it would be. Yeah, it's, it's so hard to explain. Well, they're not trucks, so we'll, we'll just call. It's them not Utes. really a car either. You know, it's, I call them cars. I always, whenever somebody would say about my El Camino, a nice truck, it always bugged me. Why did it bug you? Because it's a car. Let's, let's get a little deeper with this, Richard. Because, well, one, because I've never owned a truck. 
Um, and two, it was a car. I mean, like, every part of it that I saw was in front of me, and it was just a G-body. But can you haul a four-bait sheet of plywood in a car? Well, I polished my bed for about three hours, so I wouldn't have hauled a four-by-eight-foot sheet of uh, plywood in it either. If there was a bed mat down, would you haul a four-bait sheet of plywood? <laughs> but, you know, so we were talking about high-performance models, and, of course, we were talking about the king of the hill. And we're not talking about the ZR1 Corvette. We're talking about the 1970 El Camino LS6. 454, and of course you could also get the same thing in the GMC Sprint, same year. But Ford, you know, they were packing a little punch with theirs too. They actually had the super, super, super. They had the Super Cobra Jet 429. Yeah. And I mean, and these things. That was a. This car almost reminds me a little bit of like the Griswold family vacation car and a Ranchero together. Like the wood grain on the side, all the trim, and a big block. Like this thing had an identity crisis from way back. Yeah, they're they're super cool, and they're, ah, shoot, I can't imagine they sold a lot of them. Uh, but uh, the cool thing about the Super Cobra Jet, and I mean, you know, we keep talking about the LS6 being 450 horsepower, and it was at least that. Um, Ford really underrated their engines then. They were rated at 370 horsepower, but everybody knows that's not true. No, no, that was probably closer to 470, probably. But the thing that was cool about this, and I remember as a child, I mean, I was probably 10, 11, going to the car shows. And there was this guy. Now, keep in mind, this was the early 90s. So, 11 or 12. Early 90s. There was a man that used to come to the car shows that had the perfect... You remember the Gatlin brothers? Yeah. The thing the crew... You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He had that hair. You know, it looks like a football <laughs> helmet, you yeah. know? Yeah, the perfect aqua What was it? Consort. Hairspray for men. Yeah, That's this go. man right here. But this is the thing. Like, he had that perfect football helmet hair. And he wore the jeans that missed the ground by about mm, 13, 14 inches. <laughs> and dingo boots. I mean, it would be hotter than Satan's breath outside. And he's still wearing, like, those starched, Jordache, bell-bottom jeans and them dingo boots. Oh, dingo. Walking around the car show. And he drove a 71 Super Cobra Jet, Cobra Jet Ranchero. Sounds like a cool dude. This guy was stuck in 1971. Like, he, his vehicle was from 71, and his outfit was from 1971. <laughs> Them jeans have been dried about 3,000 times since 1971. That's why they were so short. <laughs> but this guy was too cool for school. It was school bus orange, or yellow, the ranch area was. Yeah. And do you know what he did for a living? What? He drove a school bus. Huh. Bet I know where he got that paint from. Exactly. <laughs> and this thing was immaculate. And, you know, speaking of the stuffed animals in the car shows, do's and don'ts. Oh, Lord. He had a snake stuffed animal. Like, it was coiled up. And he put it, you know, he opened his hood, had a shaker hood on it, and he had that snake sitting there. Yeah. It was like, he probably had to throw $200 worth of baseballs at, like, the milk <laughs> bottles to get this thing at the fair. That, that's kind of okay, the snake and the Cobra Jet. and eh, It's kind of cool. I don't know. There's something you wrong with the pick up a stuffed animal for, for the Daytona? No, that's definitely cool for somebody else. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Richard? No, I, I will pass. You sure? We, we, can, we can get you a Wiley Coyote or something to go on yours if you like. <laughs> Maybe a Roadrunner. Uh, I'm good. You sure? Yeah. But, 
I mean, and this, but I remember that was clean. Magnum 500s, white letter BFGs. Did it have an orange reflective stripe on it? It had a black reflective stripe okay. on it. It had the black reflective stripes, and it had like that, that kind of tobacco color, dirty brown inside with shag carpet. Sounds like a pretty car, actually. I would like that. I love how I just said shag carpet, and you said a pretty car. Hey, man. Start <laughs> thinking about vans and stuff. I mean, I mean, considering I was probably conceived in a vehicle with shag carpet, you know what I'm saying. You throw on some side pipes, and uh... my dad. My dad had a Ranchero. My dad had a 75 Ranchero. GT. GT. 351 Modified. Now, those were the big bodies. Those were the yeah. LTDs. That was the LTD. Yeah, yeah, that was a monster. That was, that we ain't talking like Gran Torino body style, Clint Eastwood style. We're talking like the Griswold Family Cruiser body style. With, of, with the back cut off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think about it. I mean, like, my dad drove that thing forever. Who was the guy that we went to high school with that had the green one? I think his name was Greg. You know what? And it was like pea green, and it was like perfect, but it had the white walls and the hubcaps. It was like yeah, it wasn't like a fancy one or anything like that. Uh-huh. It was it was just a Rancho. Like but, they had a Rancho 500, and then they had a Rancho the GT. Yeah. My dad's was orange with brown. Now, and I'll give you just a little background on the Rancho that my dad had. My grandfather bought it brand new from Fairway Ford. He was in a wreck in Berea, Cedar Lane Road, and Huntsbridge. So right there, so right there at the intersection of Cedar Lane and Huntsbridge, uh, they got in a wreck, knocked the front end off of it. My dad bought it from the insurance company. My grandfather had it for two or three years, never changed the oil in it. He just drove it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the morning that my mother knew I was coming, flash, let's, let's flash forward to July 27th, 1979. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. My mom wakes my dad up and says, Kim, I think I think the baby's coming. My dad woke up out of a dead sleep. They jump in the Ranchero because he mm. fixed it. Yeah. And he drove it every day. That was his, that was his daily. And uh, orange with brown races, brown GT stripes. So anyway, long story short, they go to crank it and it won't start at jump time. My dad pops the hood, turns the distributor to where it gets enough to where it'll fire up. Popping, skipping, running like crap all the way to the hospital. A couple hours later, I was born. My dad and my grandfather put a timing chain in that car in the parking lot of the hospital. <laughs> in the ranch And I was brought home. And thinking about how times have changed, they will not let you leave with a child from the hospital unless you've been schooled in car seat safety yep. and got all this stuff. I got hauled riding on... I can't say that on the radio, but riding in the middle between two adults in a ranchero from the hospital. That's how I got brought home. I can't mm. believe your first rod was in a Ford. That's what I was sitting there thinking. <laughs> I can't about, see that being robbed first. I mean, I mean, that's, that, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, you want to talk about, like, coming from the bottom, now I'm here? That, it don't get much lower than that. Like, Drake don't even know. But I think that's the best story I've ever heard from you, though. That that gives me so much more respect for you. It does. It does. At least up. it wasn't a C4 Corvette. No, it was, well, that was a little later on. That was a little, that was, that, that was a little before the C4. That was a few years later. But you know what I'm saying. But that every time I see one of those, and matter of fact, uh, can't give a lot of details, but we're giving away a really big, big prize for one of our sister stations, and I was actually riding by and checking on it at the body shop, <clears throat> hint, and uh, <laughs> there's actually a 74 Ranchero sitting there at the body shop, and every time I see it, I'm thinking, yeah, I got brought home in one of those turds. <laughs> uh, come on, man. You know you want The car want. guy of the upstate, and that's how it started, right there. That's how it has to start. <sighs> 
that's, that, horrible. that's awesome. That's right. horrible, though. Well, at least you changed your mind and got a real truck. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then I get back in my new Silverado, and I'm like, well, it's not too bad. You Do know. you remember it? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it was either A, I was too young, or B, I'm just like those blocked-in memories. You know, like if you have something like tragic happen to you as a child, you just like block it out. I think it's one of them things more than anything. I hadn't talked to Dr. Phil about it or anything, but thought about it a few times. Maybe you can help me out. It's a lot to handle. I just keep that push down, and yeah. I really wouldn't tell the story again. Yeah. Or I'd at least change it up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, when it was Super Cobra Jet. Yeah. <laughs> 351 model. Yeah, the 351M. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, what's up with that? It's just I, bad. I don't even know what. I, I st- I, I've driven trucks with that engine before. I've talked to owners, and I still don't know <clears throat> what a 351 modified is. I don't think nobody really does. It's like it's like a it's like a ghost engine or something. Well, yeah, go find one now. It's kind of like Sasquatch. Everybody's heard of it, but nobody's ever seen one. <laughs> And apparently they're not too hard to put a timing chain in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean that's the crazy thing though. But in the hospital parking lot, swapping timing chains—that's pretty cool. That's what I'm saying. That was, that was that was insane. But that's how it all started. I tell you what, we got a lot more coming up on the Utes and El Caminos coming up next, right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 106.3 W. All right, guys, I want to welcome everybody back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. We got Richard Hoskins in the studio. Hot Rods and Happy Hour, financial analyst, slash numbers guru, slash all things car truck like today. What's happening, Sop Choppy, Florida? Sop Choppy, Florida. What do you do there? I think I got a cousin that lives there. Are you serious? Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we've got in mini truck and matrimony over here, we got Smitty and Breezy in the studio. What's happening? Hey, guys. Hey guys, she's so hey sweet, guys. so polite, sounding. I, I try to sound that way. That's what I was saying. Sounding. Appearances are so deceiving. They can. They can get you every time. I tell you what else is deceiving. It's how cool these ranchos and Caminos are, and how come Dodge didn't jump on the bandwagon until so late in the game? Dodge is always a little bit slow to come to stuff. Well, I mean that's hey, kind of the Dodge thing. Easy. Uh, well, <laughs> Richard's like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> I think it's because they were all unibody cars. Excuses. <clears throat> yeah. No, but I mean, it probably was the case. I mean, not that it couldn't be done. Just obviously, they did it a little as, later on. Yeah, it just wasn't quite as simple. The uh, I don't think Lee I. Coker was there to kick it in the plan. No. But this was the thing that was. He cool. was making rancheros. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So now you know we're in the seventies. I tell you, another popular Ute in the seventies. Well, it wasn't very popular. Well, it was with the. Uh, the highfalutin crowd. Very highfalutin. The extremely wealthy. How about the Mirage? I love the Mirage, We ain't man. talking Vegas, kids, and we ain't talking Mitsubishis, either. We ain't talking Mitsubishis. The Mirage came out, with 74, 5? 75 and 76. And but basically, they took a Coupe de Ville and made a truck out of it. It's the Cadillac of Utes. It is literally the Cadillac <laughs> of Utes. But, you know, they made flower cars. I mean, you had several funeral home companies that built hearses and things of that nature that built flower cars. I mean, that was such a thing. So this really wasn't a lot, a big stretch to make this. Not really. And literally, didn't have to stretch the car either. Instead of having the coolers or whatever, you just put a normal bed. If anything, it was probably easier to make, but it was a little bit prettier than the flower cars. Yeah, and it it was a very stylish car. I mean, like, you had some really highfalutin people. Evil Knievel bought the first one, right? Very first one. The very first. Evil 
freaking Knievel. It was running at a price tag for the customization at that time, around $9,000 just to customize it. That's insane. That's ridiculous. That's insane. Evil. Can, do you know how many fountains he had to jump to buy something like that? <laughs> well, he actually ended up using it as a movie prop and his daily driver. Evil Knievel. <laughs> do you know how many bones he had to break to buy that? Uh, I, I don't want to think about it. Probably, like, I don't know how many bones. Probably one jump might have done it. Yeah, one jump, but but how many bones did he break in that jump? 76. Exactly. <laughs> that, I mean, to buy a 75 Cadillac <laughs> pickup truck. What, what's funny is um, I was reading an article, and a guy in the article, I don't know who he was, but he said that this was the granddaddy of the Escalade. And that's crazy to think of. It. In, a lot of ways, it, yeah. in a lot of ways, you know, they had the XT, which was the truck. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it really was. I mean, this was like, I mean, this was the beginning. I mean, kind of, I mean, you, know, you and you got to think about country music was extremely hot. I mean, Glenn Campbell, the rhinestone cowboy had one. Yep. I mean, come on. I mean, if you're rich, and the you need Wichita a truck. line man had one. <laughs> um, the same company that outfitted those actually did make. Uh, Bree mentioned the predecessor to the Escalade actually did make a wagon version, also. Which so yeah, is kind of full circle and covering like the entire Escalade line. They were already doing that. Which was originally the same size as the Escalade. It may be bigger Probably than the Escalade. Probably a little bigger, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that'd be a cool truck. I'd rock one. Oh, man, I'd drive on 500 cubic inch power seats. Not to get too far off. You know I'm a Craigslist crawler. Not looking for dates or anything. I'm just saying cars. But I saw this, matter of fact, just yesterday. I'm on a Rolls Royce kick right now. For some reason, I keep searching all the Craigslist cities for Rolls Royces. I think we all search for a Rolls Royce. Yeah. You uh, want like a Silver Shadow? You know what? Maybe like a Corniche, something like that, maybe. You know, 70s. Yeah, I want round headlights. I don't want those square headlight ones. Nah. Um, I'm like, ugh, no. That's not really a Rolls. <laughs> but I want a Rolls Royce for a pro- future project. That's, that's what I want. The only problem with the Rolls, like, you could throw a Chevy engine in it. It's the hydraulic brakes and suspension that. Costs. Well, that's going to get changed too. Yeah, I just don't know what they changed that to, and I know it's like ten or fifteen thousand dollars to rebuild it. Yeah, well, we definitely wouldn't be doing that. It would definitely be getting some good GM get American some parts. Airbags. But you all talk about yeah. how cool. How cool would one be? You know, American V8, big. Throaty V8 maybe with a blower sticking out of the hood, hungered, hungered, hunkered down over a set of big mags. I mean, that's just. That would be pretty I'd cool. Want, I'd want two nitrous <laughs> bottles in the back, but I'd want them painted like Grey Poupon. Grey Poupon <laughs> bottles. I think that would be phenomenal. I used to have a picture of one. It was actually my screensaver on my phone for the longest time, man. It was the screensaver? Was it silver? Yeah. That's the one I saw online, too. And there's not, I mean, believe it or not, if you, if you Google Hot Rod Rolls Royce, it only pulls up two. Yeah. And actually, Sam Hard from uh, the UK, Hard Up Garage, his is the other one. You know, and it's like really? a 29 Rolls Royce. Yeah. But the thing that's really, really cool about that Rolls Royce is I just, I just think that would just be the coolest thing ever. And I, mean, I don't think it's a big money car or anything like that. I just think it would be like, yeah, it'd be neat. Find another one, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's my Rolls. I want something classy. You'd have three of them on it. Exactly. It'd be three when you Googled it. Ah, ah, ah. But, so now we're talking about the Mirage Cadillac, and how these vehicles were searching. But anyway, talking about Craigslist crawling. I got way off subject. They're talking about the Rolls Royce. But I found a caddy that's right up your alley, Richard. Right. I could sell you on this. Okay. 1975 Eldorado. I like where you're 48, going. 48,000 miles. Peanut butter in color 
with peanut butter and dark brown peanut butter fudge guts. <laughs> the only problem is it's too long to fit in my carport. An El Dorado? Yeah, literally. This was the shorter one. This was 75. I think it was a 75. I think they're still pushing like 19, I mean, 20 feet long. I mean, it's still pretty sporty, but I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was small for the time. Oh, man. I mean, I that was a compact car for Cadillac back then. <laughs> if I get rid of the Z, it probably will be for an old caddy. That thing was bad news, though. Big, you had the color match hubcaps on it. Yeah, oh, yeah, class, man. It was 8500 bucks. It was clean as a pin. Ooh, don't tell me that. 13 by 7s. No, no, yeah. no. That, that's four A lot of batteries. It's 13 14s. by 7s, uh, some commercial grade tires. <laughs> Y'all are killing me. Uh, go, trying to go all, trying to go all South Rider. Rider. Man, that is OG, Quit man. going on SoCal on McCallie, on McCaddy. Is it legal to put a cooler in the front center armrest? Who cares? I, 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 I say. Is it illegal? It's, it's not illegal. Do you get caught? That's right. Do it. Exactly. Get caught. You know, tell me it's an option. Because I feel like I'd have to be drinking champagne responsibly, of course, <laughs> responsibly. when driving that car. I don't think there's no responsible way to drive and drink champagne. <laughs> I'm just throwing that if, out there. If you're driving a 75 Cadillac, there is. Yeah, well, they see that and be like, Psh, <laughs> don't down it, crown it, keep rolling. <laughs> roll on, player, roll on. But, I mean, imagine you could roll up in a caddy truck. That thing would be kind of cool, though. No, I mean, I, I got to admit, I could get talked into the caddy truck. Said, no, 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 that's right. We don't like those, Josh. No, I, no. I, no, I didn't. No, we don't like those. I said I didn't like El that's Caminos. That's all. We don't like El Camino. It's, it's <laughs> literally an El Camino with Cadillac emblems on it. I'm just throwing that out there. No, look it's, at that thing, man. Uh, a little the bigger. only bad part, dude, is it looks like the flower color. It I does mean, look like a flower color. That's what they were using. Because essentially, the that's floor. what it is. But yeah. if you got a bright red one, they know you ain't going to the funeral home. Now, if you got a funeral home gray one, yeah, that's bad for business. But if you got a red one, and it'll suck. If you got yeah. some wired Dayton's on it, uh, I think they know you're not hauling flowers. There you go. If you're hitting switches <laughs> in you your Cadillac chain bridge on the back, I mean, you know you're not hauling flowers. That's what I'm saying. Either that you're hauling dumps and pumps and batteries. That's it. Bury me. That's what I'm scared. Of. I mean, you know, that's well, that's a pretty pimp rod though. But I mean, that was a real, that's the '70s. Though. I mean, it's all about the excess. Oh yeah. And these things, I mean, I mean, that was that's insane. Nine thousand dollars, probably twice the price of the car. Or you nah. know, the car was probably nine grand, and you paid nine grand again to get half of it cut off. I mean, I could do that with fifteen dollars at the Harbor Freight and uh, the sawzall. Yeah, sawzall. Yeah, right <laughs> exactly. Oh, good You're lying about that because it would take you ten trips to the Harbor Freight hey, in I order didn't to do that. Many trips, and you still call Rob. You could buy every tool at the Harbor Freight and not spend nine thousand dollars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> true. True. Oh god, I'm telling you, I do always try to choose these commercial breaks, but these things keep sneaking back up on us. We talk about Cadillac trucks on switches. The next thing you know, commercial break time. Funny how that works. Guys, I tell you what, we're talking El Caminos and Utes and everything about them right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.